gangster is knowing that you would die for your people. I'm gonna say that shit again because y'all don't know what a gangster is anymore. Killing your own people. Let's get it. for May and today what I really want to bring to your attention is the United Association of Moors and what we're doing this summer and the nation's capital the renowned chocolate city so we partnered with the Marion Berry Summer Youth Program or the Marion Berry um, Summer Youth Leadership Institute and if you don't know, Marion Barry was the second mayor of Washington, D.C. He was a humiliated man that was really about invigorating our communities and, and creating economic prosperity in our community. So what, as he, what he did as mayor, excuse me, was he gave a lot of contracts out to a lot of uh, people of color that allowed them to become millionaires but also what he did is that he created food cooperatives to ensure that our people would be per- producers in what they're um, consuming right and that's creating their own food but not only did he do that he created housing cooperatives to make sure that everyone had a home under his head and this is the second mayor of dc and um now what they start to do or for example i give an example as to how they portray Marion Barry is when I went to school at Howard University Middle School, um, it was a very Afrocentric school. It was on the HBCU, the, the top HBCU in the nation, and we had the best teachers that wanted us to know our history. And once we had a shift in mayor from Vincent Gray to Mayor Bowser, we actually saw that change as far as the administration goes and it went as far as to having the next generation of youth at the Howard University Middle School to actually protest against the curriculum against the administrators that were uh, saying that we had to dumb down the curriculum or or really um, indoctrinate the curriculum with white values and interests and that's what you saw at that school and what happened with that curriculum is that they would portray Marion Barry as just a crackhead and that is something that's often portrayed I remember taking a um a DC history course and us watching the video of Marion Barry be prosecuted but also set up by this uh, stripper that was trying to give him drugs so Marion Barry was beyond what they may try to display this. Um, he was a symbol for actual revolution. And really it's because he really 
emphasize production. We have to become production oriented. We cannot keep consuming the same thing as our oppressors. We can't consume the same clothes, the same food, the same institutions as the same people that choose to exploit us, right? It's just, it's not going to work like that. We have to invigorate ourselves, awaken ourselves to do more for ourselves, for our community. Um, But a piece of that, the only way that we will be able to do that is if we value ourselves, if we love ourselves first, because then once we love ourselves, then we're able to radiate that love to other people that look like us. And that's going to ensure that we're building a foundational community with culture that's based off of love. And that's really what it's what's missing currently. Um, in the city and across the nation and dare I say the world right because we see a a lot of uh, chaos we see a lot of individualism that exists in this current society in a capitalistic society because that is what a capitalism is supposed to do Um, but something interesting since you know I love words is that capital cap actually relates to chattel right and then if you think about it capitalism is chattel slavery even to this day even wage slavery is chattel slavery so we really got to break these barriers down people say well i you see this gif or this meme or whatever nowadays on um social media going around it says well my family were foreigners and they came to america so i have to be a capitalism i have to win this game and really what you're saying is out of ignorance is that you're saying that you know i i have to exploit i have to do what i need to do to uh be exploited as well you know i i have to be the big cow Somehow I have to be the big cow that's able to be milked out the most or whatever you're trying to say. It doesn't make sense and it doesn't work like that. Um, If you want to do something for your parents that come from another country, do something for the community. Do something meaningful. Uh, Start a business that's going to change lives forever. That's going to impact someone to do something grand for the next person. That's really what you can do. You can uh, create a ripple effect. It's not about getting money. Money is fiat. We know that, right? It's not about money. It's about resources, And resources, of course, have to entail the basic necessities of uh, what humans need, right? Or any living being, which is shelter, of course, because we're vulnerable to earth. Um, But you also need food and you need water. And then you need a a society, a community, healthy, healthy community. So those are the basics. But then really what has value are resources. And if you've taken an economy class, you realize, well, a dollar, the only thing that makes a dollar valuable are the people that use it. And now you're starting to see different usages of 
uh, currency, right? So now we have this cryptocurrency that's becoming a, a new thing um, that more people are starting to use. But even that's still fiat, right? Because it's still you um, using the dollar and saying, just putting more value onto the dollar in a digital space. So really that still also doesn't have any value, but then you see a change in that. Like somehow people are like, oh, well, it's different. It's digital. It's going to be big, but um, really it, it's another um, scheme. It's another gimmick, right? Because what actually has value? It's subjective, sure. But what it, what we can say has value is something like gold, right? But even though for people of color who come from communities like in South America and in Africa that have gold, we never saw it as valuable. We're just like, yeah, we got gold. Like, yeah, it's cool, shiny. You know, it looks good on us. You know, our skin, you know, because we're carbonated. So not even that has value, but it has it has somewhat of a value. Like the dollar used to be pegged to gold for a while. Um, and then you have resources like silver, or then you have cobalt, right? You have cobalt that creates our phones. That's technology that actually helps us uh, be able to have our computers and everything. That comes from the Congo, and that's extracted, right? That's extracted with all the wars that's going on in the Congo. So you have that that has value extreme value because right now the digital world is so important because that's the gateway of allowing uh, companies to be able to to continuously exploit you without you even realizing it subconsciously because they're able to take your data so that's a whole another conversation so that that does have value right but also what has a lot um value is is your geographic or geostrategic location right so where are you positioned um and usually those are going to be like the port areas where you have access to um, the ocean side or ocean water um, different currents that can come in and out when you're able to go to um, different countries so you have to think beyond this dollar right and then even even look at the dollar right what is on the dollar so many african symbols there's so much symbolism in money and it always traces back to who we are so think of a spiral right think of the the first dot that you create that's us we are the origin and then it just keeps going out 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 and you see these different um renovations the things and i intentionally say renovations because it's like nothing is new under the sun they're taking something they're not innovating it they're just switching it up changing it for their own liking and really when i say their own liking i mean their own interest right because what something that they've uh they've coined and i and i say they saying people who are not of color or europeans primarily is survival of the fittest and if you know france as well as and she talks about this very well and it and it comes from their environment right if you come from an, a lack of an abundance what type of mentality are you going to have what is that going to create it's going to it's going to create and a mentality where you're going to want to take, take, take as much as you can and 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 keep as much as it for yourself just in case. And for your next generation, then we come from abundance. So we're like, what are you doing? What are you taking for? The earth provides for us. Like, and you're like, oh, well, we own the earth. So the earth doesn't provide for you anymore. And it's like, oh, that's not how that works, right? We have to really 
challenge ourselves to think beyond the social circumstances that we stand in because we are so much more powerful than we realize. And I say all of this to say this because the United Association of Moors is dedicated to educating our community, not only educating our community, but actually getting our community active, actively learning, right? Actively participating in what content that they're learning from so they can become empowered, beyond empowered, socially empowered beyond the categorizations that's given to them, but then also financially empowered because you understand wealth wealth abundance on a whole nother scheme of things you're not just looking at it as oh if I get this job then I can make a hundred dollars or if I sell this narcotic I'll make two hundred dollars it's like no if if I come together with my community if I buy some property buy some land grow my food I can be sustainable I can make sure that I can eat for the rest of my life I can make sure that I can live for the rest of my life without worrying about anything but then also I can make sure that my family doesn't have to worry about anything either or my friends don't have to worry about anything either I can create residual income for the rest of my life for a generation I can create an empire that's what I can do right beyond just how can I eat this week it's all about the mentality and it's and it all starts with deconstructing who told you that you couldn't be beyond what you believe that you are and it's our circumstances. It's really just our our society. It's the incessant music that is uh, painting pictures of our women as dogs or our men as women, right? It's it's those types of images that really, or babies even too, and it's those types of images that really start to um, harm the the esteem but also like our frequency our frequency level as to where can I go where can we go um what can I do your capabilities and really our capabilities are beyond measure it's the it's the thought process it's the actions what are you engaging in who are you engaging with and why sometimes when you when you have when you say something kind of out of sorts ask yourself why am I saying that what does that mean you know, question everything because there's so much knowledge out there. So now I'm going to get into what I actually wanted to talk about, which is the program that I'm running this summer with the Marion Barry Youth Leadership Institute. And I'm really, really excited about this because what we're going to be focusing on are two things primarily. First of all, financial empowerment. And then second of all, social empowerment. And we're going to be intertwining the two and understanding how they interconnect, how they're interlinked, right? How does your social identity relate to your financial identity? And my theory is, is that whoever you think you are, whatever type of perception you think of yourself, it's directly going to impact what state you're in financially, okay? And an example of this is uh, if if 
you believe or relate yourself as being black. Well, socially and politically, black implies death, right? It, it literally means to become pale and, and to burn and fire black that's what black means right and we're we're all like black is blue black is powerful because that's what we've been told we didn't know any better right we did not know any better we didn't have access to certain dictionaries to actually understand what identity are being imposed upon us and what is the objective of it everything has been strategic in the american system to oppress to repress to suppress um, people of color, indigenous people of color, they didn't want to know who we are. Really, we're indigenous. Really, we are Moors. Really, we are carbonated beings. Really, race has no value in society at all. The only reason why race exists is to continuously exploit human beings. We're human beings that are that have carbon, that have the same thing that the sun has, right? <laughs> That's why we're able to stay in it longer. So, Black implies death. And it, and actually in, in the law, it actually means dead in the eyes of the law. So that means that you reject or or are giving away your sovereign rights or, or your political rights when you use or identify yourself or claim yourself as black every time you do it on like an official document you can say it if you want to but when you're doing it on an official document that's a, that's exactly what that's entailing so one becomes dead in the eyes of the law while being stripped of nationality and birthrights and that's that's something that I've been saying for a very long time now and the question we have to ask ourselves is why because of course it matters, right? Of course that that matters. It's not it's not just the oh well if if I believe that it means something else and it means something else. No, it doesn't. Um, that's not how it works. Unfortunately, it means what it means for intentional purposes. It uh, also makes sense, right? Black is a is signified as something else in america like it's, it's very dark but what think about french right you have blanche blanche b-l-a-n-c-h-e which means white so there's so there's so many like tricks when it comes to the english language and then also thinking about well the english language isn't even the proper uh language right because it, it comes from the uk so English language is kind of like the slang version so we don't really know all the history behind why words are as they are the way that they are in American culture but we do have the dictionary in the etymology dictionary to be able to break it down to understand um, these words that we're identifying ourselves so that that's what I mean when I mean um, challenge everything don't don't just accept who people tell you you are question it question it for certainty just because our ancestors um related to themselves as black doesn't mean that it, it was right it was right at that time because they were pushing something bigger than just black they were pushing human rights they didn't they didn't know but now we have access to more knowledge and more information now we know so now we can Make sure that we're doing our due diligence of ensuring that our sovereign rights are protected as a community. And, and this is one small example as to how. So with this identity of black, for example, be meaning dead in the eyes of the law, 
dead in the eyes of the law. What do you think that means financially for your finances? If you're dead in the eyes of the law under this title black, how does that entail? How is that going to impact you financially when you go to get a business loan or when you're trying to start a business or when you're in court or so many different things, right? So many different things that can impact you when you carry that title and you don't even know it, right? Even when you're signing federal federal um, applications, federal government applications or any type of application that's dealing with the government and you're signing black, when you're going listening in the military and you're signing black, what does that actually mean? And how does that impact you? These are the questions that we have to ask ourselves because whether you want to believe it or not, the truth of the matter is, is that it definitely, absolutely impacts you in a way that is not positive, right? Even if it's um, them just taking note and saying, okay, well, because they they identify themselves as this, we're going to make sure that they're going to, we're going to pay them X amount of this, because actually that gets into the, the three-fifths rule or the three-fifths clause, right, of um, saying that, oh, people of color are only three-fifths human. That's literally the black, that's what that relates to, but then also African-American too, that's what that relates to too, because that's something that's specifically coined with the Emancipation Proclamation, and if you know what the you know what the words emancipation proclamation means it literally just means to sign over to huh it doesn't mean to free it means to sign over to so that means that people who are identified as african-american are signed over from the state to the nation all right these are just breaking down words, looking at the etymology. Everyone can do this to really understand how powerful words are, right? And how constructed they are in order to keep a system in place and how good it is at socializing people so they so you can control them and keep them in place right and to allow them to um or enforce them subconsciously to be obedient. And Another thing that I want to briefly touch on is maritime law, right? So something I found interesting is that really when you get into the court system in America, it really goes by maritime law, like as in dealing with trade all the time. Everything is about business. Even when you're driving a car, it's about business like technically everyone all the time is an individual business, whether you actually signed up to get your LLC started or not as an individual person your name you're a business so when you're driving a car it's a business um and that's exactly how the nation operates too it's a it's an entire business which we know but maritime law is really interesting is because they they coin so many different things to restrict freedom and restrict trade and they call it the land of the free but something even more interesting is that prior to america becoming the nation that it is you had moors right moors who were the keepers of the sea 
right? Maritime, Mars, Moors, it, it all is connected. So really, the reason why there is so much strife, economic strife in our communities to in, incite violence and, and to have killings by the police, by the government, whatever the case may be, is to avoid us from knowing who we are, knowing our power to be empowered. And this summer is a great opportunity for us to dissect that, understand that, consume that, and overstand that so we can position ourselves differently in the world. And we're doing this with young people from 16 all the way up to 24. I'm excited. We're excited. Our organization is so excited. So alongside us understanding those parallels, also what we're going to be doing is doing a stock market simulation with CLIMB, which is an organization based off in um, Wisconsin. And this is going to be great because this is going to get people to understand the stock market a little bit better, understanding investing. How do you invest? But I want to start off with understanding how to invest by understanding, okay, how did the stock market get created? And the stock market was created first by having slaves, right? Having enslaved people being sold on the stock market. And that is the first step in understanding why it is so essential to understanding stocks in the stock market. Um, dividends even, right? And also being able to under overstand it to the extent where we can recreate our own with values and morals, right? Because just participating in the current stock market as it is, in a way, it, it is giving up a little bit of our morals and values because it's like we don't have a choice, right? Because what happened to our, our stock market? It was destroyed. It was demolished. It, there was a, a genocide by Europeans, the European population in America against our people for um, having, being challenging and having economic prosperity and intellect and creativity to have our own. So there's a threat that we face in America. And just because time went by and you have brainwashing of of TV um, in the form of a computer, in the form of a, a big screen, or in the in the form of a phone in our hands all the time, doesn't mean that anything changed, right? If we started another Wall Street for our communities again, our our, our own stock investments again, beware that the COINTELPRO never left, right? And then it's even worse because we have people that look like us that are on the opposite side that end up destroying what what is meant to do well for everyone because again it's not about race it's about humanity and i and oftentimes people get really confused about that but it's about humanity period it's just about humanity period nothing else matters everything else is a distraction it's about humanity being humane being just right so um that's 
really what we're going to be doing with the stock market, understanding the stock market, understanding how to invest, understanding how to read the charts, how to un, um, look into research different businesses, uh, thinking about the ethics behind what you're investing in, thinking about it long term, short term. We're doing that this summer, so people are going to be getting paid to learn about wealth. What what more can you ask for? So this is going to be a really great experience, and I'm really excited for it. It's going to start on June 28th. If you know anyone in the city, in the nation's capital, or elsewhere that would want to be in these conversations or have these classes, please reach out to me because we can have as many people as possible. We want this to spread as high across the world across the nation, across the city, as much as possible. Get people engaged um, virtually. Let's let's use this time to really plan, organize, and empower. Because that's what we need right now in the world and in a time where there's a lot of killings going on and a lot of death that's going on. And one more thing, we're also trying to and hoping to be able to fund, in addition to the youth getting paid, being able to fund additional um, grants for the youth to actually have to invest in stock dividend dividends beyond just having the uh, money that they'll be acquiring with learning about the wealth uh, management and abundance. So we want to award as many people to be able to invest the in dividends as, uh, as soon as possible now so they can start having that residual income now to build that generational wealth in the future. So all of this is planned, going on, happening in the nation's capital as all the gentrification is going on. And it, it's a it's you get to look at the positives, but you also have to realize reality um and understand i said this in my last podcast we're in the war what are you what are you doing about it what are you doing right now i see a lot of people who are in this space where they just want to forget they just want to have fun they want to party they want to drink and it's like okay that's cool but that doesn't change the circumstances. I know that in America we're in a bubble and we don't really get to see and understand what's going on outside because we have all of these um, fun pictures in our faces and all this food in our faces and all these like pretty lights in our faces. But look beyond the curtains and, and you'll see a lot of darkness that's going on. So in, in this space of darkness, um, we really need to brighten up the light. We really need to engage with each other, really need to support each other. And I really do mean each other. I don't mean like people you don't know. You look at a fancy post and you want to repost. I mean each other. Like if you know me, you should be telling people about this, right? If you follow me, don't just follow me to just be looking at what I'm doing or telling people about it. No, share it with people, right? This is how we build a community. This is how we build a strong knit community. It starts with your actions. How are you acting today? What what are your actions? What does that pertain? How do you um, support people that are doing for the community? What did you do for the community? These are the types of things that we really have to start um, asking ourselves because it's important. If we haven't gotten it by now, then 
you know, not only have we lost the battles, but we're we're potentially just preparing to lose the war as well. Now is the time to go beyond ourselves and really reach our ancestors, really reach that astral plane, really reach the sun, really reach the stars and the moon into fight. Like our, our souls depend on it. And this is an X. Peace out.